Welcome to Stories of Hope. This is a podcast by the Dream Center where you will hear from people who have stories that once seemed hopeless. People whose stories of redemption and life transformation are so powerful they can only be possible by the power of Jesus. Hey everyone, my name is Tatum and I am here with Joey. Hey everybody, how you doing? We are part of the leadership team here at the Dream Center and today on our podcast, Stories of Hope, we will be interviewing Destiny. She is one of our residents here at Opportunity Village um, and she is actually graduating soon. So hey Destiny, how are you doing? Hey everyone, just happy to be here to share my story of hope. Yes, we are so excited. So Destiny, we're going to start off with just tell us a little bit about your life. Uh, what did it look like for you growing up and where you know where you're at now? So just tell us a little bit about who you are. Okay, so when in my childhood I experienced a lot of uh, chaos, a lot of trauma um, at a very young age. Around the age of four, uh, I was molested by a family member. And so growing up, I really don't remember ever having high confidence or um, knowing that I was an important person, like in my family. Um, And I feel like the enemy really used that to set up a stronghold inside of my young mind um, at a very young age. So it was almost like I just grew up in my natural sin nature from the time I can remember. We grew up poor. The Word of God was not really um, in our household. And so I just, I started on a very destructive path at a young age. So you just said destructive path, uh, Destiny. Where, when did you, when would you say that began in your life? Well, like I said, uh, I never really had much of a foundation growing up. And so I would say around the age of 13 when my parents divorced for the last time because, as I said, you know, my my childhood was was really chaotic and there was a lot of fights and my dad was alcoholic and my mom kind of cheated on my dad throughout my childhood. And so um, there were a lot of mini split ups, but when they split up at the age of 13 is when I really started kind of looking for other places to, to fulfill me, I guess. And that's when I started kind of hanging out with the wrong people. And to be honest, smoking weed and just hanging out with boys at, at that age, super young. Yeah, I, I hear you. Um, so, Destiny, in your life, when did you feel most hopeless? Um, and did you ever feel like you were trapped in your bad decisions? Oh, yeah. I would say, okay, so let's back up a little bit. I started smoking weed and kind of doing hallucinogenics. And then um, I met this guy who was my first husband, and he committed child abuse against my youngest son at 28 days old. And when that happened, they took me to jail. He had been sentenced to 15 years in prison. And so when I got out of jail for something that I had nothing at all to do with, I found myself a single mother of three and kind of having to to depend on my mom for transportation child care, things like that. And so at that point in my life, I really felt felt trapped in life, like physically, like I didn't have any outlet. I didn't have a way to get around. I didn't really know what to do. And I had no coping skills. And so, yeah, I felt trapped then. And then after that happened, because I had no coping skills, um, I kind of turned back to the drugs and alcohol. That led, you know, I went from alcohol to methadone and then into a meth addiction and that is when I truly felt trapped because once you start that vicious cycle like you're 
you're doing it to stay awake and then it comes to be where you're doing it to feel normal and just kind of make it through your day you know and so yeah that's that's the time I felt really really trapped I didn't know what to do Destiny, I want you to know that there's uh, women out there that are listening, uh, men as well, and and they they're hearing your story. What would you say to them that are listening, maybe that have made those bad decisions? I would definitely just tell them that they're not trapped, and there is hope, and there is a way out. And uh, for me, his name was Jesus, you know, and so. I would just tell those those women or individuals that if they just reach out, that there are other people in this world who do care and will help and will reach out and, and bring them out of the pit. And, uh, you know, that, that experience for me was first at the Salvation Army Women's Shelter and then the Dream Center. So I would just tell them to don't lose hope, to look up and uh, reach out. Can you tell us a little bit more about your experience <clears throat> at the Salvation Army Shelter and then also here at the Dream Center. So what are those two experiences like for you? Sure. Those experiences are like rays of sunshine in my life, man. Like I think the Salvation Army and the Dream Center, they've just been, it's just been an amazing, an amazing experience. At the Salvation Army, I actually started reading um, the Word, the Gospels, Mark, you know, Matthew, Luke, and John. And that's where I found that Jesus is real and the Bible is real. And so... Um, once I kind of realized that it's not just words in a book and it's not just like some church talk and that it's real and it's like growing in my heart at that point. And then I came to the Dream Center and it just, man, the people here at the Dream Center have blessed me <laughs> immeasurably. Like I don't, I don't know that I, I could have experienced the spiritual maturity that I've experienced, the community. And then, of course, there's, you know, the physical like opportunities that come along like jobs and and things like that and blessings like that but I'm most thankful for my spiritual walk through that so you know you just mentioned that the point when you began to change was when you met Jesus and so let me ask you something about that can you tell me about what happened when you met him tell me about when that happened in your life sure I would love to good in 2015, my drug addiction had taken me down a road that was, it was just horrible. And I found myself living in a abandoned trailer in Una, which is in Spartanburg, South Carolina. With no power, no water, and um, I was actually manufacturing dope and selling it. And so I think my mother called my probation officer, and she, anyway, they ran in on us and took me to jail. In 2015, I was facing 35 years. And then when I got into Spartanburg County, I kind of laid down and slept because, you know, when you're on meth, you don't really sleep. And so when I woke up, though, it was almost like it's just indescribable what had happened. I didn't personally say, Jesus, I need you. Maybe my spirit did and he interceded. I don't know. But when I woke up in Spartanburg County Jail, I was not the same person. I didn't want the same things. My perspective had shifted, and so inside of the jail cell, I I started reading and seeking the Word, and I read um, Joyce Meyer's uh, Battlefield of the Mind, and every word of that resonated within me. But, you know, once I got out of jail at the end of 2015, and I was on probation, I went back to my old ways, because I didn't know any better, you know? I didn't know who this new man inside of me was. I didn't know anything about 
um, spiritual things, um, really, other than what other people had kind of told me throughout the years, and that wasn't much. Anyway, it was a struggle with the spirit that come alive inside of me in 2015 and with what I had always known at Alive. And so I struggled with that for about three or four years, but I was miserable, you know. Like I would go and, and try to be get high or try to hang out with people who were in kind of my old life or whatever, and I, I just couldn't enjoy it. It wasn't for me anymore. And so I knew that I needed to get away from my second ex-husband. I just didn't know how. And I also knew that I needed to get back to my kids who were then and easily. So what was the turning point for you in all of this? What was the deciding factor? Was it your children? Was it an opportunity? What was the thing that opened your eyes to the reality that the life you were living was not sustainable, that it wasn't worthwhile? So tell us about that turning point. Okay, so like I said, I had struggled, you know, for two or three years. And finally in 2018, first let me say, throughout those three years, I could feel the Lord drawing me to him, even in my addiction, even in, in everything that I was doing wrong. And, you know, I could just feel him drawing me to him and revealing things to me. My whole walk is just, it's just, it's just been amazing. But anyway, and so even though I was still living in my, my old ways, yeah, he was calling me. And so those three years, I kind of fought against it, you know, and I didn't want to leave my ex-husband and I, I wanted to because I loved him, and that's the only the only life that I knew. And we had a house and a car and a job and all those physical things. And so I thought that I could just make it through it with him and love him enough to uh, to make him change too. But that didn't happen. So in 2018, God really revealed to me something about my ex-husband that I just could not refute. You know, it was so profound, and, and so I knew I had to go. And I knew I needed to get back toward easily. And so in December, December 28th of 2018, I went to Salvation Army Women's Refuge. I left my house, my car, all those physical things that we had. And I finally just said, okay, Lord. And I finally was able to surrender to him all the way. You know, and I remember meeting you and uh, that first time and and talking to you. Man, what a journey. What a journey. You know, and we're we're going to kind of switch gears a little bit. You know, we've talked about some of the destructive patterns, things that you have uh, experienced in your life. But let me ask you this. What are you most proud of? I'm proud of, of my relationship with the Lord. I really am. I never thought I would be somebody who would have that, you know. But as far as, like, physical things, I'm really proud that I chose to further my education. I'm really proud of... Um, my decision about pursuing a career in recovery to help other women. I'm really, really extremely proud of, of the restoration of my family, of, of my little boys. You know, they can finally look at me and and know that there's a change and know that it's real and to see Jesus within me, you know. I'm really proud that I, I got my license and a car and, <laughs> you know, I could go on and on, so... You definitely have so many things to be proud of. You are a changed woman, and that is such a cool thing to see. Destiny, tell us a little bit about what the restoration of your family has looked like. What does that look like over the last few years of you really being obedient to what God has called you to do, where you have dedicated your life for the sake of the gospel, and um, how has that impacted your sons and what your relationship look like, looks like now? 
there's been many times where I have said, okay, I'm sober now, like I'm, I'm going to do it and all that. And my, my little boys have watched me just turn back and, and do the same old thing. And so that's hard for me to admit, but it's true. I have disappointed them. You know, I wasn't around for so long throughout my addiction and the struggles or whatever. And so when I went to Salvation Army and throughout this whole year, and they have actually been able to watch me grow and accomplish and just be there and be consistent. That's the main thing is that they they never had that for me. To be able to just go over there every weekend and just, you know, go to church with them or go have lunch even. You know, Jaden just got his license, and I've been the only person that's taken him driving, you know, to practice or whatever. And that's just such a blessing to me. Also, like, before Nana, we I call her Nana. She is my boy's Nana. She would have never let me, like, be alone with them in my old life. You know what I mean? And so when she gives me that freedom, it's like, I don't know, like, I could cry just thinking about the restoration of my family. Even, you know, Jaden um, just told me recently, he's like, you know, I really didn't believe that you were going to do it in 2018 when you left my ex-husband. But I have. And that is something to be proud of. Yeah. You know? If you were sitting in front of someone today that was in your same situation, or even let's look at it this way. Let's turn back the clock 10 years, and you're looking into the eyes of destiny 10 years ago. What today, how would you encourage that destiny? I would tell her that our enemy is so cunning, so patient, and not to believe the lies from him. I would just tell her that she is worthy and that she can make it and that they're, you know, it seems so daunting when you're right in the midst of your struggle, but you can do it. And and I'm proof of that. And so just to be able to share that hope with her, that's what I would do. Joey and I have had a front row seat in just watching you blossom and transform into the woman that God has created you to be. And that is truly an honor of of both of us. And so I would just love to hear you express who you believe that you are in God because of Christ that has transformed your life. And you get to sit here now almost graduating from our program and you get to say these things. So share what you now believe about yourself because of the life that you live in Jesus. So now I know that I am worthy. I know that I really am an awesome, cool beautiful soul you know and like who cares if you're weird you know as long as you know who you are in Christ like that's all you need to know that's that has given me more confidence than I could have ever gotten from anything earthly you know from any man or any drug or any any other individual or thing that could have happened like you know I do I do a lot in my life now and I'm really proud of a lot in my life but I I do it afraid most of the time. And the reason I can do that afraid, the reason I can, you know, sit right here in front of you guys right now and feel like I'm I'm worthy to be here and that I'm okay to be here is because of who I am in Christ. And that is an awesome statement that you just made. Yeah. And for those folks that are sitting out there, that person that's listening to this podcast and they're needing some encouragement. How can destiny encourage them? I can encourage you by letting you know that there there really is another 
chance for you. There really is hope for you. There really is people who care. I am a living testament to the hope and the goodness. Just realize that you're worthy and that you can make it and that that we love you. If you will just reach out, be vulnerable, tell people what you're going through, man, you will be amazed at the people who just come up beside you and maybe not rescue you, but help you get to that place where you can pull yourself out of the pit and let Jesus, you know, come inside your heart. You're a changed woman. So Destiny, what are you most excited about for your future? I'm excited about so many things. Let's dream. <laughs> Let's hear them. What are you most excited for? Um, I'm so, this is, first let me say, this is the first time in my entire life, I'm 38 years old, that I've ever been excited, like truly, genuinely, just off my rocker about my, my future. You know, a lot of people that happens at a young age, like maybe out of high school or when they're getting married or going to college or whatever. And But for me, it's now, you know, um, halfway through life. So, <laughs> But no, I'm, re- I'm really excited about going to school and, like I said before, pursuing a career in recovery, helping other people. I'm really excited about graduating the Opportunity Village October the 8th becoming full-time employed at the Dream Center as a staff member like that, that is awesome. And I'm also just excited about the continued restoration of my family. Well, you know what? It Tatum said just a second ago, Destiny, we've had the front row seat of watching your life change. Uh, and that has been an honor and a privilege uh, to be able to be a part of that. And so I just want to say a special thanks to you for having the courage to get before the microphone today and talk to the people out there and share the hope that has changed your life. And, and we're excited to see where you're going in the days ahead. And, uh, and so thank you for, for joining us today and being a part of our podcast. And thank you, everyone, for listening today to Stories of Hope. Uh, we are so grateful for the time that you have taken to listen. And see you next time. Remember, one person can't do everything, but every person can do something. Thanks for joining us today on Stories of Hope. For more information about the Dream Center, visit our website at www.dreamcenterpc.org. Additional resources related to today's episode can be found in our podcast show notes.